Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my spaced-out girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Fiance. Sorry, fiance. Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It's September 18th. 1998. Carol, you look like you're thinking about, I don't know, suicide or something. Jesus. You're blank-eyed staring while I'm doing the intro. You're just like, <laughs> look like you're doing an impersonation of a taxidermied Carol. Oh my God. That's not cool. I knew a guy that was a, uh, a, um, Doctor slash taxidermist. He said, Other, either way, you get your family back. That's awful. <laughs> awful. No, people don't get taxidermied. Not that, not that it's talked about, no. It shouldn't not ever that, not that it's Not that people are aware of, but... Ew. When I die, I want to be bronzed. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Why not? Because that's crazy and expensive. My father wanted a Viking funeral. You know what? Didn't happen. It didn't? No. Why couldn't you do a Viking funeral? Well, I was nine, so I wasn't able to do much of anything. But, I mean, come on now. We we don't live in a place where you do that shit. Um, For those and- of you that don't know, a Viking funeral is when you... Assemble some logs together into a makeshift raft, throw the body on it, uh, push it out into the water, and then shoot flaming arrows at it so that it burns the body. That, like, that's, that's literally the cheapest way you could, you could go. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like it would require permits or whatever. Uh, you just don't do anything. Did you know that most cemeteries don't have to pay taxes? They don't pay property taxes or anything? So all you have to do is bury one of your family members in your backyard, and then you can uh, legally change your your designation to a cemetery, and you don't have to pay property taxes. Yeah, anymore. I don't think that works either. It's one of those little hacks. Right, right, right. What the fuck's a hack? What do you mean? A hack? Like a... Uh, Hacky sack? <laughs> no! Like... <laughs> like a shortcut. Uh-huh. Like hacking into a computer? Kind of, yeah, sure. You've never, like, but it's a shortcut. You've never heard that before? No. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Sorry. I, I'm sorry my father didn't get a Viking funeral and you're not going to be bronzed and nobody's going to be taxidermied, but what the fuck? maybe we should talk about 90210. What do you think? All right. On 90210, <laughs> Brandon dies and requests a Viking funeral. <laughs> It all inst- ties together. But instead he gets bronzed. Yes. <laughs> and then Steve's got Steve's like, what are we gonna do with the bronze? Uh, this was supposed to be gold. And Rush is like, we couldn't afford gold. You destroyed my sweatshop business. <laughs> uh, and his parents don't come back from Hong Kong to see it. God. They're just talked about. Right, right, right. Brenda and uh, and, and the Walshes wanted to attend Brandon's funeral, but they they couldn't get a plane. Wow. Oh, my goodness. All right. What happened? Friend indeed. So I remember 
<laughs> Good for you. That uh, some shit was going on with Kelly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Seriously, I have to carry another episode? No. Come on. Because we waited one day to record. <laughs> the uh, the doctor that she works with. Dr. Feelgood. Is uh, Dr. Being, Hardbody. Being a little unprofessional. He is. Kelly's like, oh, my neck hurts. And he's like, let me take a look. Yeah, let me examine you. And then like, he, They're the only two people in the office, and yeah. he's got to take her into an exam room? That seems weird. It's after hours. <laughs> and he uh, he starts massaging her neck. And then the porno music starts. Like, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he brushes her shoulder strap off of her shoulder. He does. Which is really inappropriate. How does this feel? Yeah. He gets really close to her ear Mm -hmm. and like whispers. Like, this is in no way is this what an examination is like. No, no. This, well, he shouldn't have pretended it was an examination because that I think made it almost weirder than if he was just like, hey, let me rub your shoulder for you. Yeah. But what he, and then the next thing he said was, um, why don't you, uh, why don't you work your neck on on this and see? Oh, jeez, come on! What? That's where he was. That's where he was headed. You know it. <laughs> so later, she actually talks to Brandon about it, which I was surprised. I didn't figure she would tell him, but she does. And then he acts like she is crazy. Yeah, and he he's does. just like gaslights her about the whole thing. Like he's oh. like, "Well, are you sure that you weren't?" Uh, you know, just making it up. And she's like, what? And he goes, well, you know, she, he goes, she says, why are you on his side? And he says, I'm not on his side. It's just like, you said he's like a really good guy and he's married and everything. And it seems like, like he wouldn't do something like this. He completely does not. If you came to me and said, Hey, I think my doctor made inappropriate passes at me or whatever. My first response wouldn't be like, ah, oh, you're probably crazy though, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's so insulting. And she just lets it go. Like, I would not be okay with that. No, yeah, it's fucked up. And like, she's going to take a shower and she's like, I just feel a little dirty. And then the next day she goes in and the doctor, and I think he does this purposely yeah. to cover himself, the slime ball. He's like, uh, hey, uh, could you... Come in with me to this exam room. Or she's like, what? Why? And he's like, well, I have to examine this woman and I want to have somebody in there with me. You know, what kind of fucking world is it where you can't just do a simple examination where you rub somebody's shoulder and, <laughs> and they think the, the worst of you and want to sue you and everything. And she's like, okay. And then after that day, uh, she says to Brandon, she's like, you know, I think you were right about the whole thing. And, and, and I was being stupid and, thank you or whatever for she said thank you for supporting me which he literally did the opposite right i don't understand the whole thing though like if he did that as a regular practice she wouldn't have been caught off guard so he obviously doesn't ask her in there all the time he just started after after examining her because like i said he's doing it simply to cover his tracks because he knows he was he was wrong and he wants her to think that he's always being appropriate yeah too late man Mm mm-hmm um, and it was weird. Like the episode started out with him like going to see some abused woman. Yeah. And Kelly, I don't know exactly what degree she has, psychology, social work, something like that. 
and she's working in the office and he's telling her to like comfort people yeah like why didn't he bring her in that exam room that's what kind of shit she should be helping with exactly yeah he's talking about uh this guy that fucking beats the shit out of this woman can't comes in all the time he's like i'd like to get five minutes alone with him okay calm down there just do your <laughs> fucking job but oh, i'm sure that's got to be upsetting I'm sure it's upsetting, too, but it's like, you know, everyone wants to be a tough guy. This guy's not a tough guy. No. Sorry. You're just not. If this guy is big enough to uh, to confidently beat on his wife, then he's probably going to be able to beat you up. I find that most abusers are pretty strong. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a nuisance <laughs> for the woman. It's like, <laughs> you can just shove them down and be like, hey, you know, like... I mean, they're usually probably stronger than the woman. I don't know if they're necessarily strong. Yeah, anyway, it's just like, that's not his rule, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the guy shouldn't get his ass beat. He should. It's just, doctor, you're not going to be the one right. to do it. Call the police. How about that? Convince her to press charges. There are many things you could do to help this situation. Beating him is not really the one. Right. And then Brandon's got his own kind of parallel-ish situation. Yes. Where he has a woman at work. This is more overt, though. Oh, yeah. Who's coming on to him completely. Yeah, well, so I guess Kelly reads this article about, I don't know, uh, some Gen Y, like, fucking writer that she's like a Gen Y superstar. And Brandon's like, oh, I know her. She first started writing when she was 16 or something like that. And and she comes in like she's from the movie Working Girl or like, (laughs) I don't know, she just... She comes out of nowhere with bangs and, like, a short, stylized haircut, like, just below the jawline. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hi, I'm sassy, and I'm from New York, and I'm going to be bold and weird and different than every character on this show. Okay. She's got a very sexual uh, aura to her, though. Like, she's, sure. you know, I mean, right from the get-go, it gets worse as it goes mm-hmm. on. But, like, at one point, she sits on his desk. Like, puts her legs basically right in his face and, like, yeah. crosses her legs wearing the super short skirt. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? It's like that episode of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, when Lois, uh, played by Terry Hatcher, was exposed to that thing that made everyone super sexual. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sat on, on Clark's desk and did that <laughs> thing with her legs, too. Yeah. Same thing. Sure. So, whatever. He's ignoring her. He's not, you know... What rising to the bait or whatever. Yeah, he's rising, but he's not <laughs> taking the bait. Right. Um, but she asked him to meet her for a drink so she can give him her article. That seemed a little weird. Yeah. Red flags for me. I sure. mean, let me meet you for a drink to give you an article. Like, mm-hmm. drop it off at the paper. Absolutely, yeah. But he agrees. And I was like, mm, what you doing, Brandon? And I assumed he's just being stupid because mm-hmm. he is stupid. He is definitely stupid sometimes. But then she comes on to him, like, completely, and... She's being super inappropriate at the at the dinner, like, where... Yeah. Or the lunch, where she's, like, hardcore flirting with him, and he's he's brushing it off, like, he's, he's not really... He says, like, one thing that's kind of flirty, but then the rest of the time he's just kind of, you know, pushing it off and everything. But then she calls. She calls the the house late at night. Like they're getting ready for bed. He is in bed. He and he answers, and she's like, "Is it too late to call? Are you in bed?" 
And he says no and yes, which mm-hmm. is not the right order in which to answer those questions. <laughs> right. Exactly. And she's like, uh, he goes, don't worry uh, about your article. I'm printing it basically as is. It's it's fantastic. I'm just finishing it right now. And she goes, do you remember what she said? What are you wearing? Yeah. Say it like she said it, though. What are you wearing? Yeah, because cause she's like, I'm wearing a lacy whatever. Lacy black negligee. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can hear the gulp through the fucking TV. Right. Oh, my goodness. And, like, he doesn't say no exactly. Not, not at all. Not even not exactly. He doesn't say, hey, I have a girlfriend, you know, or, hey, I'm not available or whatever. She's like, she's like, why don't you come over here and rip off my clothes, basically. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes, I can't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say I don't want to. He doesn't say no he says, I can't. Mm-hmm. And she goes, don't worry, you will soon. Mm-hmm. And and then he lies to Kelly about who was on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly comes out. She's like, who was on the phone? He's like, oh, uh, uh, wrong number. Which is a really stupid lie to tell when you've been on the phone for several minutes. Exactly. But she buys it because nobody in the show is very bright. Because Well, also, she's distracted because... The other thing that happens with her and the doctor plot is that the next day after she says to Brandon, oh, you were probably right, um, the doctor talks to her and he goes, by the way, Kelly, I don't know if I told you that you're very beautiful. No, you look very beautiful today, right? Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's... he kind of brushes the back of her hair and then walks away. He's inappropriate. Oh, he's more than inappropriate. He wants to be in her appropriate. <laughs> But she needs to, uh, you know, say something. The problem is she's trying to pretend like it's not happening, and that's not helpful. Well, also the problem is that she has no support from her boyfriends. Yeah. Who's basically telling her, basically reinforcing why she wouldn't want to say anything. Because if his reaction is, oh, you're you're dumb, that's not really, he wouldn't do that, then everyone else's reaction is probably going to be the same thing. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be on her side empowering her. True. Yeah, Brandon really fucked this shit up. Yes, he did. And then, who else do we have in this episode? We have... David has stuff going on. Donna's has stuff going on. Noah has stuff going on. Steve has stuff going on. And Valerie has stuff going on. That was very specific. Thanks for that. They all do. You don't remember anything, do you? Let's go to Steve. Steve and Carly want to fuck. Yeah, I remember. And they can't. They can't find a way to be alone. Steve's penis is still engaged. (laughs) No. Um, well, like they were about to go away for the weekend or whatever. They were going to go on a, a fancy date and then go to his dad's Malibu beach house because Barbie and Rush are gone. <laughs> but her son was sick, which yeah. like was so obvious. I can't believe she would touch him to know that. Like, yeah. He's like, bye, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, let me give you a kiss slugger. And she's like, oh, wait, you're burning up. So, yeah, so they can't always sick. Yeah, but I mean, at that age, I think they usually are always sick. I don't know. I think you got a bad blood transfusion. (laughs) Okay. Um, Kids struggling there. So then another time they try to go to her house during like the day. And mom's there. Yeah. With her boyfriend wanting to fuck. What is up with that? Do these people not have their own house? 
the cable was out. Oh, yeah. She said cable was out and we wanted to watch. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was like it's a fucking old movie director. Um, notable for like screwball comedies of the 40s. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but um, a director that directed a bunch of those screwball comedies. So then she finds out that her mom is like totally in love with this boyfriend. Mm hmm. And moving yeah. to Arizona yeah. in a couple weeks or one week or something. Yeah, to the Grand Canyon. What the hell, lady? She's like, I hope you can find a babysitter. Yeah, thanks for springing that on me. Like, what you don't the fuck? do that. Just abandon your daughter. Seriously, it's I mean, I guess up. they're both adults, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like she can't go. It's just like, maybe she should have given her more time. Yeah. She knows she's counting on her for child care. And she doesn't have a husband or, or any other support. Yeah. And she can't afford daycare. So it's like, it's okay to have your own life and leave for Arizona, but like you should be respectful and give her some more time to, to figure out something else to do. For sure. So unfortunately, Carly's in a bad situation with that. And they still don't get to have sex. Yeah. And then they go to Steve's. Mm-hmm. And this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my whole life. I can see the writer's room where they're like, okay, so then, then, then they go back to his place then. Okay, nobody else is there. Why can't they do it there? Can we think of like a organic, real reason why they wouldn't be able to do it there? Hmm, let me see. He's got his own room. Uh, I could close a door. Um, huh. They're both adults. Um, uh, bugs! Bugs! <laughs> so Valerie is there. and they're Valerie about- just walks into his room with an exterminator. Yeah. And they're about to spray for mites. Like, how would that be something that Valerie is handling instead of Brandon? And why is it that Steve doesn't know? Like, everyone who lives there should know the house is being sprayed. Seriously, what if they he had been in the bathroom or something like that? He'd just be dead? Or what if they'd gotten there, like, I don't know, 10 minutes later, and they were in the middle of fucking? Like, that would be not cool. Seriously. So. The Mike guy's just standing there. Like, here they hear the moaning on the other side of the door, and he's just like, that's all right. I've, I've had to wait for this before. Oh, my God. Mites get people going. <laughs> um, they love mites and they make love bites. Um, so yeah, Valerie's like, we got to be out of here for like five or six hours. Yeah. So you're screwed. By the way, I don't even know if that's accurate. Like, do they, do they bomb? Cause she said they were fogging it or bombing the house or whatever. Do they do that? And like, you can come back five hours later. I thought it was like a tw- 24 hour thing. Well, I think it depends. I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. I've never had to have my house bug-bombed, so. I did once. I didn't I didn't have it done. I bought one because uh, I was in an apartment before we were together. And the, the apartment was, like, a run-down kind of apartment. And someone had left dirty dishes and stuff like that in the sink. And there were flies everywhere. Ugh. They like bread. And there were probably hundreds of flies Flying all around the place. That's awful. So uh, it was an apartment too, which I don't think you're supposed to do. But I went to the the store and I got two bug bombs and I put towels and stuff like that under the door and everything, like blocked it as much as I could. 
uh, and the around the windows and stuff like that. Uh, turned on the bug bombs, got out of the house, and stayed away for whatever the recommended time was. I think it was like eight hours or something like that. Uh, and then when I came back, there were just hundreds of flies dead on the on the ground everywhere, and I cleaned them up. And That's disgusting. That was it. And then, then we were done with that problem. Ew. Ew. Yeah, it sucked, but I mean, you know, here we are. <sighs> um, I think eventually they fucked. Yes. Like at the end of the episode, they were talking about like her being stressed about trying to find the childcare. And then they were like, wait a minute, we're alone. Yeah, because he was at school and stuff like that. He's he's at school. And, and, you know, we've been looking, we've been desperately trying to find a time to be alone. And now we are alone and we're not taking advantage of it. And he's like, get those horse teeth over here. (laughs) So, okay. And uh, Steve says, this is important, I guess, to their plot. He's like, we'll figure out what to do with your little boy. And she says, we? We? He says, yeah, I have a mouse in my pocket. So, I mean, I guess that, you know, I mean, that's nice. She does have some support. Yeah. I still don't understand how he went from, oh, my God, a child will ruin my life, to we will figure out how to take care of your child. You know, I'd go from rags to riches. I think it's all psychological. I agree. It's like the idea of the responsibility is too much, but it's not his responsibility, so he doesn't mind doing it. Exactly. It's well, and he knows he can walk away at any time, mm-hmm. even though it would be emotionally and uh, probably f- financially devastating for her and the kid. But uh, he could walk away and destroy their lives whenever he wants, and he'd have no responsibility left. Right. Jerk. Uh, I'm sure he's not thinking that, but like probably subconsciously, there's that. Yeah. So I'm a little less familiar <laughs> with what's going familiar. on with uh, less familiar. Donna and David. So uh, Donna and Noah mm-hmm. are dating. Mm-hmm. Like they're officially dating now. And this gets kicked off because they're, they're at the house and David's gone. He's doing something. And her mom walks in. And she's like, oh, hi. Hi, Noah. What are you doing here so early? And he's like, oh, I just came over or whatever, right? Yeah, we're having breakfast. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, where's David? Yeah, it was weird. Like, take a hint, lady. Donna doesn't say anything. And then her mom walks away for something, goes into the kitchen or something like that. Donna's talking to Noah, and then they kiss. And her mom walks back in, and she's like, I need to talk to you right now. (laughs) She was very upset. She's like, what is going on? Where is David? Why are you kissing this boy? This urchin. She she called him a A wharf wharf rat. rat. Yeah, wharf rat. There you go. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew that she knew he didn't have money and or like thought he didn't have money and she was going to be prejudiced against him for that. But yeah, she was like, what the fuck? And she's like, look, Mom, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. Or I didn't forget to tell you, but I've been meaning to tell you. David and I broke up, uh, and I'm dating Noah now. And yeah. she's like, the fuck you're dating Noah for? He's a loser. She just like freaks out. She's like, you are not making good decisions, young mm-hmm. lady. And uh, Donna actually stands up for yeah, herself. Yeah, I was really proud of her. Yes, you were. She She tells her mother where to go and what to do. She says, it's, I'm an adult and I can live my life. And this whole awesome, she's there 
in the auspices that she's selling her boat for charity. The boat that uh, the wharf rat's living on. Yeah, that Noah has been living on. <laughs> Which, like, she, she was, I don't know if she had even told him. Like, I think he, she gave him almost no notice that, like, she's selling the boat he's living on. Yeah. And I knew exactly what was going to happen at the end well, of the yeah. episode. Everything is set up to tie it in a little bow. Yeah, it's going to auction. So, uh, at the auction, I mean, we can skip right there because they're... Their storyline's small. He's he he gets a little angry at her because she didn't tell the mom or whatever, and she's like, oh, "Fuck her," you know. Like, I'm we're we're dating you. I'm cool. They do have a fight later that we'll get into. Um, so I think this is kind of his like, "I want to make it up to you" thing. Mm. They're they're bidding. They're on the boat, and it's like three hundred thousand, whatever, which is good for. I mean, both not huge, but that's not bad prices for right. this boat. And he ends up bidding three hundred and twenty-five thousand, and she makes a complete ass of herself. Oh my god! Yeah, because she's like, uh, "This is a joke. Uh, he doesn't have this money. Get this fucking loser out of here." Yeah, I don't know what made her think that that was the way to go, but and Donna's just like Donna's. Donna's like, "Mommy's not joking," and she's like, "Oh, you're a fucking idiot," or whatever. And uh, the guy that's running the auctions, like, uh, <laughs> he's just throwing his hands up. And uh, Noah's like, look, I have the cashier's check for $300,000, which I think proves I'm good for the rest of it's the other 25000 And he's like, okay. He shows it to her, and she's like, what? 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 What's this joke? And he's like, see how it says uh, Hunter Oil on the check? Like, You're one of those hunters? And then she just, you know, falls to the ground climaxing. Yeah, exactly. Because her daughter's dating a billionaire or whatever. Um... So he ends up winning the boat, and it's like, yeah, we don't want to change sets, or he says whatever. (laughs) I still need a place to live. And they make up, and they're dating now. Full-on dating. Yeah. They kiss and everything. What were they fighting about? They were fighting because of Valerie's storyline. And then David and Valerie's storyline intersect, so I guess we'll get to that last. We'll get to that last. But they're fighting because of Valerie's storyline. Valerie comes to Noah and says, hey, so you bought the Peach Pit After Dark. You can't fucking run this place. You're a loser. You have no clue how to run a club. But I know how to run a club. I am the best at running a club. And I can do this if you give me the chance to run the club for you. And he's like, no, I'm doing it. At first, he goes, I haven't made up my mind yet. I haven't decided anything. And she keeps arguing, and he's like, no, my mind's made up or whatever. My mind's already made up, he says. And she's like, fine, whatever, loser. Uh, try to do it. And he he's there one night, and it doesn't even look like it's going badly. No, there were no huge problems. but No, there's a middle-aged band playing for uh, these kids, and everyone seems like they're having a good time or whatever. Yeah. And I guess the club's not packed or whatever i don't know like i can never tell how with how many extras they hire it's like, <laughs> i don't know if the club's doing well or not but she comes up and is making fun of him and everything and he's like hey, get away valerie so the next day he comes to her and he's like look i've been thinking about it and you're right i want you i can't i can't run the club you're good at it why don't you do it i'll i'll pay your old salary which i don't know what kind of salary she was earning since she was part owner but I mean, um, they pay themselves a salary, don't they? When I guess, yeah. I mean, if if it's doing well, I suppose they do. He goes, I'll pay your old salary plus 20%. 
And she says, I also want ownership so I can buy you out one day, whenever the writers deem it necessary. Ownership. She says she wants a part of the profits. Okay, yeah. So, so which is, to me, a partial ownership, so that um, she can buy him out one day. And he goes, what are you thinking? She goes, 50%. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's a negotiation tactic that she starts super high. Because that's like crazy. Right. Your old salary plus 20%, plus you get half the profits that come in. And he's like, no. And he says 10%. And she says, I think 20 And he says, no, 10 take her to leave it. And she's like, okay, I'll take it. So she's oh. going to run the club again. When, uh, what's her name, Donna comes into the Peach Pits uh, during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, Valerie sees her and she's like, Hey, uh, I bet you're here to see my my new business partner. She's like, what? <laughs> and uh, so then they she talks to Noah, and she's like, Noah, are you in business with this bitch? Yeah, she's like, you could have hired anybody. Why did they have to be her? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Valerie is uniquely qualified. It yeah. was her club that she started. She knows the business. She, you know, yeah. And she, like later, it shows she has a lot of good ideas. I actually think she's being kind of genuine in this one. Mm-hmm. Because, one, because she's getting what she wants, which is a salary and ownership, and this is what she wants to do anyway. Um, but uh, she says to him, she's like, it's no, there's no hanky-panky, there's no ulterior motives, I'm not looking to get close to you. You and Donna can have each other, I don't give a fuck. Um, I just want to run this club. You know what's weird, though, is it was her owning the club, running it herself. Mm-hmm. Then she was sleeping with David. Then he got involved with her and the club, and they were partners. Yep. yep. And then she gives it to David. Yep. She's sleep. Yeah, she sleeps with uh, Noah, mm-hmm. and now it's Noah and her and Noah. So the, the- what is it about sleeping with dudes that makes them want to... Give her the club? Yeah. <laughs> Ownership of the club is sexually transmitted. With, it's with weird. Valerie. Like, why? That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. Um, but then David's storyline is David's pissed off at Noah. Noah at first comes and says, hey, just take the club. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. I don't want it. And he says, no, go fuck yourself. And he's like, well, Which is so stupid. At least let me pay for the stuff that's in there. There was a lot of good equipment in there. And he says, no, shove it up your ass. Why is David being... I mean, like, David, I guess it's pride because he has Donna, but it's really stupid. It, it is really dumb. He needs the money. He need like, and he could... He'd be happy to have the glove back. Instead, he works at Khaki Nation. Oh, God, yeah. This is awful. And this is, like, the worst fit ever. Why did he even apply to work in this store? He's not the kind of guy that can be ordered around by people. No. She's like, hey, don't mix uh, ur- urban with whatever, khaki or something like that. Well, I think she said don't mix, like, different uh, materials. Materials, that's what it was. Which is really weird. Like, you can't put corduroys with, uh, like, I don't know, leather or something. Like, And he goes, why? And she's like, because that's part of the, the rule book. Why? Because it confuses the customers and it's not the... The, the corporate way. The corporate way is the best. And she's like, uh, she starts singing about, uh, what's that one from uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying? The uh, the company the company way. She starts singing <laughs> the company way. Yeah. And then, like, he, 
is obviously not happy. A little too obviously. She mm-hmm. she calls him out on his attitude a couple times to begin with. Yep. And then she catches him listening to somebody a, a customer's headphones. Yeah, a customer is like, oh, I'm listening to the new whatever. And he's like, hey, do you want to listen? And he's like, sure. So he lets him listen and he's yeah. jamming to it. He's like, yeah, they sound good. And she's David's like, music. Yeah. She's like, this is not a fucking club, David. And he's like, yeah, I can't work here. <laughs> and he just takes the shirt off and leaves. He quits. But he gets another job by the end of the episode. Yeah, something, a uh, car wash. Yeah, that's not better. No. <laughs> um. So I don't know what the fuck's going to go on with him. But I, I think Valerie says something to him. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't said yes or, or not. But the other thing that happens with the two of them, Valerie and David are walking down the street, having shopped somewhere, and they're just hanging out or whatever. And... Donna sees them mm-hmm. and is totally jealous and oh, freaking yeah. out. And she walks away and Valerie goes, that's our play. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she goes, we'll pretend that we're dating and it will drive both of them insane. <laughs> and they'll come back to us. They'll break up with each other and come back to us. And David's like, that is so dumb. And she's like, look, it's already working on Donna. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll try it. Let's try it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, up until, you know, she tried to prostitute him, they were a pretty good couple. It seems weird that they can now just be friends because they were really emotionally invested in each other. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't just be friends with you. Right? I couldn't fuck you. <laughs> um, that's just so sweet. Ah, <laughs> uh, But anyway, that is all the storylines. It is. So it'll be interesting to see... Uh, how it goes with the pretend relationship. Kelly and the doctor and Brandon and the slut are uh, two things that I'm interested in. And then this whole love triangle yeah, with Noah and Donna and Valerie slash David. Not really interested in Steve and uh, what's her face right Carly, now. Carly, I don't give a fuck. There's really nothing going on. No, they're having sex. They good, need to do them. something with them. It's like almost obviously they have nothing to do with them. That's why they're just trying, just trying to find a place to have sex. Her son needs to die or something. <laughs> God. So, so an emotional 90210. The father will come back. That's, yeah, what, the, that's what they the should The father do. comes back and kills the son. Oh, my God. No. We're not killing the child. Oh, come on. No. All right. Anyway, so uh, that is the episode. Carol, tell people where to go if they don't want to kill kids. <laughs> you can write us at latefee1994 at AWOL.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com mm-hmm. and share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.